0: And welcome everybody to What the Hops. We are live recorded on location at Buffalo Brewing Company right now.
1: Wait, hold on. A yeah, this is undefinitely <laughs> Yeah, we're here. Is here. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're here okay. with it's it's Adam and I, and we're here with Troy from Drinking Points and John from Buffalo Brewing Company. Hello everybody. So what's going on, guys? As John waves to the microphone as if people can see yeah. him waving.
2: Well, just, just, hear, just hear
3: wind. We got that stealth cam in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. We figured to just come out and kind of just hang out, hang out with my kid and talk some talk beer, talk some beer, talk about whatever the hell we really want to talk about, I guess. Got the holidays coming up, you know, plenty of... uh, Talk
4: about lager, let's talk about lager, craft lager. Hey. It's always my favorite topic world
0: and why don't we get right into that Sure. so you have a uh, you have a beer coming out yes. that you've been trying to get out but when yeah,
4: it was a difficult uh, difficult start i guess just the ferment the first time making a dunkel so you know first time we make anything it's always kind of trial and error but the beer tells me when it's done i don't tell the beer when it's done type deal uh, but yeah we got dunkel coming out wednesday for our night before thanksgiving party. oh sweet we also have another release coming up but we'll talk about
0: that later. Ooh. Ooh. Spoilers. Well, no spoilers. Cliffhanger. Yeah.
2: <laughs> There's
4: three
0: releases coming up next week, so that should be pretty fun.
3: So what um what do you guys got planned for the
0: day before Thanksgiving?
4: So the day before Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving's always on a Thursday, we always open up that Wednesday. Buy a pint, get free pizza.
0: So oh cool! I love kind of I love the people that are like, what day is Thanksgiving on this year? <laughs> right, Thursday. and it's just like <laughs> every year it's the same thing. Same
4: day of the week, we right. just don't know how it'll fall. But so for us, we're closed Thursday, give our our guys some time to go home and relax and stuff. But so the night before, we do pizza. You know, try to do some special releases. Um, so this year we've got an oatmeal chocolate stout coming out, first stout. Nice. And then we have the Dunkle, which I think people within the Buffalo Brewing family that have been anticipating that, um, it'll finally come out. You guys got the sample. Some were finishing up lagering right now, but I think it turned out A-OK.
3: Yeah, that was really good. It was, really, really it good. was tasty.
4: Um, there's something about this beer uh, and
1: all of your beers, and it's that there's never... Any offensive flavors, and I think that I mean I don't know, but it, it sounds a lot like that is the beer telling you that it's done, and you're not telling the beer when it's done. Uh, there's never any any offensive aftertaste or even flavors that aren't supposed to be there.
4: Oh, thank you. That's something this is, that we always work on. It's true. Sure.
1: so good. Uh, I mean, the beer that comes to mind is definitely Czech Pilsner. Crisp as hell, and it's like I love just. I mean, when you're done drinking it, it drops off in the best way like it's just it's done you're done drinking it until you drink it again and I think I will be drinking it
3: yeah <laughs> I mean I got it I got it right here in yeah, front yeah, of me it's time. like I can look right through it to see the Sabres game that's on the big screen and so. that's unfiltered
0: too. which the Sabres are now down 1-0 uh, Zach Parise had just scored for the wild
3: if you are scoring at home <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> but the Sabres have been on a warpath, so we can't really complain because win we win five, right? It'll be win five. Yeah, I think we're what four winning streak four, four right three, now. Yep. Yeah.
3: yeah, I mean two so. two top teams, Winnipeg and
4: Tampa, back to back. You know, it's pretty I impressive. Mean, it's finally nice to have something to root
3: for, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> well, we root for beer, you know. So I mean, can't
4: go wrong. I mean, like you, like Troy said, you know, the beer. I think beers are very clean and that's been comment that's been brought up probably since we got our shit together maybe six months into this thing the beer tells us that we don't tell the beer and i think a lot of brewers you know make that mistake and to try to force stuff try to bend production schedules bend the distribution schedules you can't do that you have to let the beer work and you know the distributor called me friday and said oh i thought the dunk was coming today i said it's not ready dude sorry too bad so sad you know we'll make it work when we make it work you have to, and Buffalo is becoming a more dense brewing community, so you have to find a way to distinguish yourself, and if you don't, you're going to be out of
0: business. Right. So so when a distributor, when you, tell, when you tell a distributor that something's coming out and something like this does happen, do they start getting all mad? Like, is there, like... Issues with that, or is it just kind of a thing where they're just like, all right, we'll tell our, we'll tell our accounts that they'll get something else, or they'll get it when they get it?
4: Um. Well, like right now, uh, our distributor sort of brothers is out of Chet Pills. They know it's coming, but they don't know when, and I don't know when, but you know, hoping after Thanksgiving, and it is what it is. It all depends on that distributor relationship. I am the only brewer in Western New York that has the unfortunate, I guess, way to say that i've been with tried and answered all different <laughs> different approaches from both families they're both family-run businesses much like mine you can hear my kids running around in the background um but start yeah certo, you know is very their pro- their top priority at certain brothers and i really respect them as the the quality of the liquid great that's number one and i mean you can build the coolest brewery liquid's garbage, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you can put $100 million, and if you're making garbage liquid, it's not going to be a success, and I think a lot of places forget that it's about beer, it's not about uh, the Taj Mahal breweries, and you know, Savannah and I were talking about that today with Monkish, it's kind of a dump, but they make great beer. Yeah, and that's really all that matters. Yeah, and that's it's what people very, like, it.
3: probably too. Like they like the nostalgia or you know a quaint little place, nothing like you know like you said Taj Mahal where it's well, like
4: everything's laced in gold. Sorry to keep cutting off, but it's not about oh what's on your menu or what's what's your what's your special of the week or what you're doing. It's the liquid. Don't you know? Don't forget that, and that's why hence. We're in a brewery that's, you're sitting among tanks. It's not the greatest, most frilliest place, but I hope that when people think of Buffalo Brewing Company, they think that the liquid in the glass is first rate, and that's, that's the goal at the end of the day
3: you get the sense of the brew-making process too. You get all those aromas when you walk in the door. Kind of has that like homey feel where you're like, "Hey, you know, this is this is where the the thing I'm drinking is made. It's made right here in front of me."
4: You know? and, and usually, you know, like when I'm here, especially, you'll know, get some samples right out of the tank, which is pretty. cool. Yeah. People usually appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Well, and you guys, since you've been open, you've been fine-tuning the things that you do well to the point that you've hit the sweet spot with them Mm -hmm. and you now know that you're consistently putting out a great beer with those every single time and now you're having a little more fun experimenting with other things now correct so just like what was it two weeks ago you released your first First new New england England, which i thought which 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 that means hell is frozen over because (laughs) john has said that he was never going to do it you know, he wasn't going to give into it. And Do we well, have we, it on re- gave,
3: Do we have it on record somewhere?
0: <laughs> we, we may. I, we'd have to look back. Going to the vault.
4: Damn, my employees bringing me all this delicious tree house trillion and, and the other half and all that stuff. But again, you get your house in order. You know, you can't. I see a lot of breweries. I think that are searching for an identity. They're just throwing shit against the wall and hoping it sticks. A business student in me says that's the, probably the worst way to operate as a, as a business first. Cause a lot of people that start these things think, oh brewery, I just gonna open a brewery. People will flock to me because you know, I'm a brewery. Well guess what, dude? There's thirty nine of us here and you gotta fight for any scrap for every single one of those people. Right. Secondly, it's business, so it needs to run like a business. You establish your core brands. Pilsner, Lager, porter, those are those are that's our foundation. That's what that's what keeps the lights on, pays the bills here then we can open up the the tanks and say all right let's brew a new england ipa we got version 2 with uh, with new yeast coming in and a different hop schedule that i'm really excited about i think it's actually probably our best new england attempt so far could be our best ipa cool
0: nice, nice. Yeah, and that's that's the thing you didn't rush into the whole give into the whole trend when everybody started giving giving into it like what beginning of the summer really springtime yeah, I mean, is like when know, it really kind of hit, really hit its peak I you know yeah. yeah i mean
4: it's a trend and you know everyone always asks why aren't you doing it sour why aren't you doing it sour because we don't do anything half assed here I'm not going to kettle sour something if I can't I want to get a cool ship throw it in our beer garden pump some beer out there and let it just chillax for a night see if any homeless people you know try and sure. lay under it and say, hey. you know yeah and we're in the city so it's not as conducive to be farmhouse styles but i don't like doing things half-ass that What's well, well, that's I right just take ale yeast or cold yeast and make my pilsner and give it to you guys and you'd be like man this is the all the shittiest pilsner in buffalo right. That we do it that very 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 hard way well, that's even,
3: something Brian said before too, like you, you have perfected something, and you've made three or four of your, you know, flagship beers, if you want to call them. You're still trying to improve upon that, and that's 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 kind of that's really great to see, mm-hmm. is to to not just settle and you know, something that you do well. You always want to kind of keep improving upon it and, and making it better. So you know, that's kudos to you for just not settling and oh hey, you know, we've, we've done this four times in a row, it's been the same thing every time time you know let's you know let's kick it up a notch or right. you know let's let's keep pushing forward and making it better so that's that's great it's great to see it's, great it's, to hear
4: you always you always whatever whatever you do whether you're a ditch digger or a grave digger a janitor you always i think whatever you do you're always trying to improve. So we're just scratching the surface here i always tell people that are very 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 tough on new breweries to give them some sliders You you struggle and you fight to build this thing, and then you got to try and run it and operate it. And it takes a while. You know, it takes. I. A lot of people say six months, but I really think it's like eight to to twelve. You're trying to get your cores nailed down. You're trying to get your supply chain nailed down. When you're a new brewery, it's very hard to get hops. Like when we first opened. We couldn't get any hops, so our first attempt, which our very first idea was 1825, 25, not the one that we have here, but the original one was Crystal and Warrior, it tasted like a shit sandwich. It was just awful. It was the worst beer I think I ever made, but again, you build on your mistakes, you work towards perfection, and you never settle, because once you settle,
0: you're probably going to be a lot of business. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's great. It's great yeah. to hear. As we were talking about, too, before we started recording, I wasn't really a big fan of Resurgence when they first opened. Over the past year, they've been putting out some pretty decent beers. Yeah. You go to the brewery and you get stuff like the Black Currant Kettle Sour. You get stuff... Like their, even their Oktoberfest isn't that bad, you know. Like you get, you start getting some of the things that they brew, brewery only, and they're really kind of knocking it out of the park now too. Uh, it's all a matter of just giving them time, you know. A lot of people want that great beer right away. Sometimes you gotta. I mean, you don't know how it's going to be brewing in a whole different kind of system from what you're used to.
4: Well, and you try to scale up from pilot to full, and then it becomes a big. Do. A lot of people don't realize too, we don't have a pilot system, so we pilot on our full batch. Yeah, New England version 1.0, I didn't think was an awful beer, but I didn't think it hit the, the check marks that a New England should hit. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we made some tweaks to the malt bill, the hop bill, the yeast strains, new, and I think again, you'll see a marked improvement from version one to version two. Noticeable enough to maybe it will be known as a best IPA, I don't know. I mean. It's just so tough in the IPA market because there's again so many great out there that it's very hard to differentiate yourself from the other breweries in town, especially because I mean, I think the IPA game is just. When you see Flying Visit, really, something like Juice Caboose, who Flying by that's never been known for IPAs, I mean, I think the best pale beer, pale ale, was the Hell Diver, at least, with the Oatmeal Pale Ale. So you see them take it up to that, and now they're kicking out a new IPA that's damn good. Definitely helped them if they put it in a can. Just saying, Tim. (laughs) Put it in a can because no one wants to drink New England out of a bottle. There you go. There's a. I mean, but you're seeing the game consistently being risen by other breweries. So how do you compete? How do you stay competitive? It's innovation and it's continuous improvement and running the brew house better. You know, and that's the big nightmare for me because we went 13 months after we opened. Boom, we put in a brew house. Now we have to relearn that system all over again now we're talking about doing that again 13 months after we put this process, putting another one in. So it's like, but again, you have to keep up with demand because that's what everyone always says. Well, I love your beer, John, but I can't get it at Wagman's, I can't get it at Tops. I can't get it at Snowco. I can't get it at Noco. What the hell? I, said, well, I can't. If I want you open the canning box, it's like, man, you have to continually be able to supply that supply chain. And it's again, it's a business decision. You hold back cans. Wait till we're ready, wait till we produce enough beer to supply that market adequately. You know, you talk to consumers and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll take a thousand cases. Oh, a thousand cases? Okay, that's like every single <laughs> tank in the building right. times two. Sure. Okay, yeah, sure. And that's just one outlet. And then you're talking about all the Wegmans, all the top. I mean, it's just like, whoa, well, okay, Yeah, you're talking about beers that take six to eight weeks to make. Uh,
0: and then you start running into the issue of running out of stuff in the actual tap room. And
4: tap room, more like even with, with our our our, dra- our on-premise stuff, like the check filter, we can't keep that in stock. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like you have that problem. Why go to cans when you're not going to make as great a margin? You're going to have a it better. It's just like... We have the right problems to have as a brewery right now, so let's just enjoy that time, yeah. maximize our capacity, and just keep chugging yeah, along and doing these things. cool things like the oatmeal chocolate yeah. style. these New Englands that don't really go to draft, or don't really go, I'm sorry, to wholesale, but they stay in our tap room. they get people excited, they bring people through the door, they get to try this stuff. we got a great event coming up on Saturday when we release the uh, New England, I don't have a year yet, but when we release the New England got loose cannon food truck coming in doing some promos on merchandising get some cheap merchandise and if you buy 25 dollars gift certificates, you get a free time. so
0: cool because yeah saturday is small business saturday too so yeah
4: shop small whether it's us or anybody else support your local businesses because remember 50 plus percent of our profits go back in this community so
3: yeah when i was driving down here i don't think i've really been around the area that much like the 500
0: block you know it's, it's kind of it's kind of cool how things are popping up yeah like, you haven't really gotten out you don't really get out this way too often huh Nah, not, not anymore
3: not that much um, <laughs> i don't work too far away
4: much?
0: but i don't get much at all
4: <laughs> <laughs> and this neighborhood from when we bought the building in 14 to now it's just like like night and day so yeah.
3: that's got to be great to see that the neighborhood's kind of yeah, morphing around you and
4: people thought we were nuts like totally yeah. absolutely nuts because this building was graffitied all the way around falling down you're sitting there, was you know, the beam was cracked and collapsed, and the roof was open. And you know, these two buildings were derelict, nobody was doing anything, and then all of a sudden, boom, they, they get redeveloped. And now we're the, the hip part of town, we've got that line opening up across the lot. I mean, the densest population of breweries in Western New York is right here, and we're that I'm today. Right
0: today, <laughs> actually, today, actually, the draft room opened up at four o'clock. Hey. so did Brew House. Too. Well, that that that's yeah. Okay, they're kind
4: of separate, but they're kind of the
0: same. Same. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: So. Uh, I
1: I, uh, I don't think I'm as much of a hater of that as most people.
0: I'm not either because like everybody's kind of like looking at the Hofbrauhaus, House too because that's generally and this going to be in this area as well. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's like two blocks away. And everybody's kind of like, oh, you know, why why support it? It's a chain, blah blah blah. And it's it's still something that's being brewed here. Um, I kind of felt that way when Gordon beers opened up. I still actually haven't been to of Beers in probably like two years. Yeah. But go there if you're at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> and and right. at who this point in my life who goes in Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> right. So But I mean Hofbrau, the nice thing with the, the Hofbrau, which I those guys actually come here quite regularly. Oh really? Yeah, it's a franchise. So it's actually owned by local people. Which okay. is huge. Yeah. I think Lebats throwing something at the wall and hoping it sticks. I think Labat's really looked at Genesee Brew House and said, Hey, this is a success. Why don't we copy this? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. whole point yeah. is F you guys. I don't care. You're a corporate. Yeah. NAB breweries, like, good luck, have fun. But you're not you're not a small business and that's like the big difference I would say for me is like as a small business owner. Go sport company with millions of dollars to put that place together. I mean it took us five years to put this brew together. Yeah. yeah, but they can just go, all right, we right, let's Hope just expense switch. out $10 million and we'll get this building built and the coolest plus, boom, here we go, six months later, we got a brewery. We've
0: I was going to say, yeah, when you have Uncle Terry writing a check, being like, oh, you need a place for this? Here you go. There you go. <laughs> let's buy this, like this abandoned building. <laughs> Maybe just if Uncle flip Terry's it over.
4: listening, you know, we're a Buffalo Brewing Company, he owns Buffalo Sabres, Buffalo Bills, Buffalo... Bills. I know, come right, on, Uncle hey,
0: Terry, we know you, we know you listen. You know when you're, you know, on your on your private jet flying back and forth from wherever you're going, and
4: the, the brewery Disneyland will make Czech are the official beer of, a <laughs> <couple> of Buffalo Bills. <laughs> there you and go. Vienna can be the Sabers. And-
0: well, you gotta start brewing some beer for the Swedes is what it is.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're they're invading.
0: <laughs> they I mean, love the they love the color scheme of the sabres, that's what it is. I mean at this at this point we got what like six of them on the team.
4: Yeah, I mean Ford, we'll see Rochester what, I, mean, I think the bath brew house would be a really good case study to see if it actually
0: It's going to be busy, you know. You know it's gonna be busy because it's right there. Yep. You're gonna have people being like, Hey, let's go check this out. I mean the way when 716 first opened up, yeah. It was insane in there.
4: But I also think it's gonna really, I think, Labatt Brew House will impact not necessarily us, but I, I wouldn't expect Pearl Street, Big Ditch, uh, Old First Ward, Barrel Factory, all those breweries to be impacted by that because now it's like, hey, I can go to Labatt Brew House and I'm literally two steps away from the arena. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go to big, big Ditch anymore. I can go get beer at the draft room and eat there. So I think those breweries that are more reliant on the pre-hockey game business are going to be hurt. And I also think how will LeBatt or North American Brewers react during the slow time, during the summer, when I don't personally see a ton of people going out of their way to go to the John Bat House or LeBatt. I mean, unless you're going to Canal Side you're going to like, hey, let's walk two blocks over and check out,
0: you know,
4: the
3: McDonald's.
0: Hopefully they do what... Uh, Genesee Brewhouse did hopefully and they start actually putting out some really decent things some really decent
4: small batch, stuff, yeah which would be nice but again I saw their draft list today you know they're doing with IPA kind of looking plain boring I mean again you have corporate America behind you buckets of money that's what's so uh, disappointing about it it's like these guys have lots of money make
0: some crazy shit yeah push the limits and you know they're not going to because no. why why do that if you know it's not going to sell to, you know, Paul that lives, yeah. you their know, blue-collar blue blue Paul that's hanging out that's going to the border. Sabres game, you know? That's their number one
4: beer. Blue Light's number one. Blue Happy is number two. And then their Blue Light line that they're probably going to make you around there will be number three. Yeah. Just bring in
0: all the gallons of that Blue Light and they'll just squeeze. Juice. Well, I saw they I'm got sorry, that lime extract and do it so well they got lime they lime got and that, that and blue it. Citra or whatever it is on tap yeah you know? yeah I saw that I was like what that's is that? that's gonna be the new thing <laughs> might as well instead of doing the lime just throw I a mean, bunch of citra in it and see what happens like, <laughs> it's, they're
4: gonna have to hit specific numbers and its tell that those are always the establishments that go away first because not performing right or they're not making a million dollars a year you know it's not the people that are eating out a living off of craft beer that are gonna the yeah it's, it's very interesting and I, I wish them all the best but again yeah, I think Buffalo is a local town and I think bat's cool. done a great job of kind of pretending to like local. They, did, they, did they people in an office
0: here did they bring oh, yeah. they, did, did they bring in a brewer or did they hire somebody local? No, to, I think they brought someone in okay
4: Same with uh, Off Brow got a guy from Machitas
0: mm, That's pretty cool though. I yeah. mean, Lagunitas is...
4: But again, you're not going to brew anything like that at Hothbrow. They have to brew specific brow beers.
0: Still, though, having a guy that knows his way around stuff from, you know, like, from a place like Lagunitas... When you're
4: investing that kind of cash, you have to. And I think if anyone's ever been to a Hothbrow house, i I fucking love them. So, I mean, it's a great spot.
3: Hey, Kane hey. has just scored. It's now 2-1. one
0: in case anybody cares, uh, yeah. Matt Dumba scored the second goal for the Wild. For your fantasy we'll, teams. We'll give you. I, ha, I actually have Dumba on mine, I believe. Nice. I, gotta, yeah, I got I to I gotta, I gotta think about it because <laughs> we don't move defensemen as much as we used to anymore. <laughs> no, no, we don't. We, we have six defensemen slots, so. Except me, who has two <laughs> on IR, so I've got like eight defensemen. Dude, they just threw Braden Shen on IR like Thursday, and then they took him off yesterday. <laughs> After he was out for, like, a week and a half just with the out. Really? So, like, I had to sit there with, him <laughs> with the not, out. <laughs> yeah, it was just, like, it was so annoying because I'm like, I can't do anything with it. Sorry, we're going to go in random. Yeah,
3: we're on tangents. We've, er- right. we've, already, right. we've
0: already warned the <laughs> listeners about the fact that we're going to do fantasy hockey tangents every so often because it's, it's hockey season. And, unfortunately, all of the hosts are yes. in a very heated fantasy hockey week and we also have uh Another our friend one. our friend jacob is also here that's in it as well so can
3: you say hi jake
0: he's not he's he's just kind of hanging out watching the game so he's chilling at the corner <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i was really annoyed by that yeah, Super it's annoying. just
3: it's the way you yahoo works like all of a sudden boom it's like they yeah. flip the switch put him on yahoo, fix your
0: shit yeah come on
3: man.
0: <laughs> get with the program Bob so Troy, how you doing?
1: Doing good, man. <laughs> I uh I did some day drinking today, and I'm a little bit regretting it. Uh, I'm a little sleepy. Uh, I went through a suit of chows. and yeah, for the collective.
0: Arts. Might have to get a sip of the. We'll John together. John has, has some cold brew, brew man. Some
4: cold brew for our uh, upcoming coffee
0: milk stout. There you go. Oh, that really good. That'll put you back. That'll <laughs> right. put you back in <laughs> action. Put you right back in action.
1: Yeah, perfect. And that'll probably go really good with this uh, nut brown ale you got from Portales.
0: Yeah, we're probably gonna bust it out at some point don't yep. really we're not really here to talk about Martellus <laughs> I just figured I'd bring some <laughs> yeah, little I mean, little treasures for But how was Masuda Chaz?
2: I've uh, never been nice? there.
1: Uh, well one you definitely got to go. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, I know people who despise it and people who uh, get super obsessed with it. Uh, I'm kind of right in the middle like I enjoy myself. I love to go play some skee-ball. Uh, I like to hit up the uh, metallic pinball machine. Oh my god, this smells heavenly. Can I
3: ask a question? What's up with the pink staircase one, that everybody's do taking? Not question
1: the almighty pink staircase.
0: <laughs> the the Two, one. The one thing about that place, it is literally built so people could take pictures of themselves and post them on Instagram. What that's I really, really know, what it is. I,
1: I took a picture of you know when you walk in the front, the main street entrance, mm-hmm. and they have that staircase that's just black with the white lights that goes up. I really want to take a picture of that staircase. I piss them off and make that what everyone stands in
0: front of. Well, started. last time I was no, there, there was the a girl way. taking a picture up top that I had to stand there and wait oh. as she was taking getting a picture taken of oh, herself.
1: I, ma'am, uh, yeah. pink staircase. It's in the back. Oh. <laughs> yes. So get the fuck out of my way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, when I was there last week, it was the first time I was there that I wasn't, like, super annoyed by it. Unfortunately, sometimes I get really annoyed by closed, large groups in a closed space. And there's no no space in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially, well, actually anywhere. Because downstairs, it's really tight. Upstairs with the... With the arcade machines and everything else, like if it's a full place and everybody's playing, right. they got a table right in the middle too. You can't move anywhere. Yeah, but so. was,
1: I mean, it was good today. Uh, it was nice because I showed up there. They opened up three hours early to do the collective yeah, arts. Yeah, to do the collective arts thing. Uh, I met up with one of the reps there. Uh, we just kind of chit chatted a little bit because I'll be going up to uh, Hamilton to see some family next weekend. So. Uh, just kind of wanted the touch base. I've never been to the brewery, so I'm pretty pumped for that. I've actually, my my mother's been twice. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah, so she brought
0: you guys some shit back, yeah, yeah. right? It's a list. Some tasty and I'm like, treats. Okay.
1: I'm like, look for these words, <laughs> and look for this color. And she's just like, okay, like, I'll try. And I'm like, and you're going to want to look for these? And I was like, they actually can't distribute their cider. Um, their ciders can't leave their uh, tap room right now. I do not know why, um, but... There's something that goes on with that. I think it has to do... It's more like produce laws than, like, alcohol laws.
0: Really? We can't get them Canadian apples over here is what it is. Yeah, those good
1: yeah. Canadian apples. They, they no. keep them to themselves. Uh, I mean, I love Collective Arts. We've done two Collective Arts episodes on our podcast on Drinking Points. Uh, I just...
0: I yeah, you guys just had one this past week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was...
1: Oh, my God. Have you, <laughs> I don't know if you guys listen to our show, but if, if you checked out last week's, it is... Uh, it's definitely a little wild because I just went hard on UFO talk.
2: <laughs>
1: and... Well, our, <laughs> we talked about... Absolutely. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> like, uh, like... Like UFO, UFO? Like, Oh, like, like unidentified flying objects. <laughs> so we talked... Not just
4: saying it was aliens, but,
1: but <laughs> it was aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was a pre-Thanksgiving episode because there's no... Sign that aliens were not present at the first thing. <laughs> so that was our that was our whole thing. We did uh, radio the mothership um, double IPA. We drank two doubles. And then we drank Space Kitty uh, from Rohrbach. So that was a really good time. Actually, we so. were talking about Resurgence earlier, and I mean, their peanut butter porter is probably one of my favorites. But Rohrbach just dropped Don't Be Jelly. It was stupid good. Very very tasty.
0: I haven't really. Revisited anything from Rohrbach in a while.
4: I don't reach for it, let's put it that way. Yeah. I like it, but it's like one of those things I'm not like, oh, hey, it's at Wegmans sitting on a shelf getting hella warm for like days and days and days and days. Let me grab some and drink it, you know?
0: That's the one thing, that's the one thing about. I think why I haven't really reached for some of their stuff is because you see it and you're like, how old is this? And you get scared, especially when it comes to the IPAs.
1: Actually, one thing that I I do I do not like about what they do is they never put their ABV on their cans, which box? Yeah, which kind of bugs me, because I just want to know. No, um, but it's like I don't know. There's things that like I I'd like to know that I don't know aren't on there. Fun. No, I enjoyed it. It was a, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a good episode. That's always fun to do. I'm not gonna count UFOs <laughs> here.
4: But, uh,
0: <laughs> you could. <laughs> that's what that's what we're here about. Yeah, we're just
2: here
4: to talk about everything. Yeah, I mean, just go for it. <laughs> if you've ever watched that ancient show, like I feel like they reach for everything, but then you're like sitting there going. Yeah, this really makes a lot of sense.
2: <laughs>
4: ancient alien, ancient astronaut the, theorists. This, the, yeah, it's like always the ancient astronaut theorists. And I really like to, I think like when they say, every time they say ancient astronaut theorists, they should say like, no, they should show a picture of who these guys are. Yeah. I like, the the dude from like the 700 Claw. <laughs> George uh, you know. The Dick Hunter Ron. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dominic Hashing is probably there. And I would probably also say... Uh, the former
0: mayor uh, Masiello's private nation astronaut theorist oh yeah dude Masiello is all about the aliens you know that well I mean you know City Hall
4: theoretically could be uh, space, an intergalactic absolute, space a space cruiser spaceship. you know like one day we're just gonna see fire and just friggin' launch out of there. And be like, <laughs> that, would be, that would be awesome. Like, is he gonna do that right after My City Brews done? My, my plan is well, they're gonna use My City Brew as a weapon against each astronaut.
1: People. Well, or maybe that's their uh that's that's like the uh the gasoline for the uh oh, the space cruiser
0: hey if, hey, if we can start?
1: we just can't get the recipe right
0: hey if we can write byron brown off like poochie 100 i'm in cheers wow this is super sweet Yes, this is the Kraken. Uh, I, I this is the Kraken of Dawn. It is a nut Everything brown I'm ale, <laughs> brewed with uh, maple, with maple and uh, tussie so- rolls.
1: Plus, I was just drinking this black cold through, so that hit me like, wow.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Uh, no, we brought some little treats from like from our last uh, our last episode. If
4: anyone remember Southern Comfort? <laughs>
0: Oh, Very many nice a night. <laughs> Greg, our other co-host, um, oh, can't drink SoCo anymore because we... Because uh, he's older than 30. <laughs> there, well, there was a uh, night when we were 18 that... Hang on, did this involve 100-proof SoCo? <laughs> yes, it did. Okay. Because that, that, <laughs> that was our drink of choice. Well, he ended up, uh, you know, blacking out to the point where probably should have went to the hospital and woke up in the middle of Wegman's parking lot in the middle of the night and ran around with no pants on. In a
4: a vehicle he woke up or just in the lot?
0: Well, in a vehicle because like. His girlfriend at the time and a couple other friends like went there to go and grab some things to like help hopefully like revive him. And he ended up waking up and running out of the car and just running around the parking lot. Um, the neighbor at the house we were at was trying to pull fireworks out of his ass. And, you know, I
4: definitely made, else. like the quick silver for so because i my roommate and I in college, like he passed out in a glass of, like, patio table, drinking SoCo. Just a yeah. I think the real deal for reviving someone on sofa yeah, is mozzarella sticks. Pizza logs.
0: <laughs> wow. I remember having a birthday party at my... Uh not, not a birthday party for me, but a birthday party for a friend at my parents' house at the time. And me and another friend actually just sat down and drank a 750-milliliter 700, bottle by ourselves. go 100 proof? go 100 proof. Oh, my God. Without, like, we're like, we're finishing this bottle before we move. So we finished the bottle before we moved. That is soft. <laughs> I don't remember the rest of it other than waking up in my bed... All my friends cleaned up everything and all nice and neat. Did you throw up a lot? No, I actually didn't. Oh. Surprisingly. That's, I was really surprised by it. It's impressive. Woke, woke up, everything was all cleaned up for some reason. And I go down, and uh, my parents come. My I, I see my parents in the morning, and they're like, So, how was the party? And I'm like, I have no idea. What up. party? <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember any of it. <laughs> there was a party last night? Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Am I supposed to piss in that basin?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: actually use it as a bidet. <laughs> I can you tell were. that you that you perfect. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Well, I mean, if you sit on the toilet the correct way,
4: the hose is actually pointed right at your hands. Yeah. Bingo. I mean, it's, you know, it's a bidet, it's a bathtub. Really what we do is that's where we wash all our glassware at the end of the night. Great.
3: Yeah. So. And I was wondering what that taste was. <laughs>
4: the crisp,
1: cleanness of a yeah. brewery bathroom. I thought it was mosaic. There you go. There you Actually, talking to Hops, I was at uh, CBW last night. I had their their Singularity series with Chinook. It was really good. I enjoyed myself.
0: Chinooks are great. Chinook doesn't get used as much as... It used to. It's a legacy hop, it's not not sexy.
3: Yeah.
1: You gotta have it's not Galaxy. that new world uh, yeah, uh, New Zealand hops.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. Nelson. Or some yeah. weird number alphanumeric hop that hasn't been named yet.
4: Yeah, Chinook's our base. Chinook, Chinook, whatever you want to call it. It's our base for all our bittering because it's cheap, it's reliable, and it gives a pleasant. When you're boiling a you really don't get as much aroma, but, yeah, it's nice. I mean, I, I like them. Um, if you talk to any other brewers, in Red, Matt Redpath, especially formerly Cork Beers, then with Woodcow, and now with James now, he's the one that's like, oh my god, you need to try a fish Catero because they are legit dank and nasty. I'm
0: like, oh, cool. How how much of a difference do you see with certain hops grown in different regions? Total
4: difference. uh, Has anyone ever had Firestone Walker to our project where they use, they grew all like Firestone, Trillium, Side Project Brew? Poof-hearted, I think, was involved this year where they grew the exact same recipe with local ingredients. They're, they're gauging the difference between their local stuff. Just like grapes, man, just totally changes mm-hmm. between. That sounds awesome. Growing hops growing here and hops growing. You know, like here, they're a little more spicy. They're a little more fruity. Whereas out west, they're straight up with juice. You know, more citrus grapefruit. And then, I guess when they're in Michigan, they're just really, really all citrus. Like, it's almost, like, stronger than citrus. Get that wow. medical Chinook. Yeah. And Michigan. straight up Michigan dankness. <laughs> and I mean, Chinook's a great hop. It's a legacy, but again, and from a brewer's perspective, I'd say, fuck, I'd love to make a Chinook New England. IPA. Yeah, but from a consumer's perspective,
0: <laughs> no one's gonna buy that shit. <laughs> hey, nobody. Maybe you do it and it comes out to be better than everybody expected. Right. You and you start the trend. Yeah,
4: Again, it goes back to name and brand recognition. You put Galaxy on anything, that shit's gonna move. Citra, Mosaic, that shit's gonna move. It's just, that's the way we are teams. I mean, no one says, hey, let me get the Hyundai when I can get a Mercedes for some price. Right, it's just the way it is, it's, it's that. I'm a, I mean, personally, I like Big Secret more than Galaxy, but Big Secret hasn't really gained as much traction as Galaxy.
0: I think, I think people respect it enough, though.
4: Within the last six months, I think you're seeing more, yeah. you know, orbital, uh, what is it, Captain Lawrence said orbital tilt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say, yeah. Which I thought was really good. That's one of my favorites. Um, but, again, it's just getting these hops, everyone's chasing these iron hops, and I see, like, at all the time, the newer breweries that are coming out that are trying like, because they're making Chinooks since I had it's like... Yeah, it's great. But I'll just go over and grab a 15-pack Founder Centennial IPA for you know, the same price as your growler. Or, or
0: they're, or they're spending all their money buying all the Galaxy that they can, and then they can't brew anything else. And
4: it's tough to get Galaxy. So, but I mean, again, like Founder's Centennial IPA is kick-ass. Their Mosaic Promise is one of my favorite mass-produced IPAs. Shit's everywhere when it comes out. It's great. It's delicious. And it's a fifteen pack for usually like $16.99, so like, I don't know,
0: fucking use I mean even all day IPAs, just a decent session. I, mean, I drank you know? a
4: shitload out of that when I was building this place. So that was my like my go to um, you know, do you okay.
3: see any do you see any hops? Going into 2019, that are on the trend that you're going to
0: try yeah, to gravitate so towards?
4: one new hop out of Oregon that I can't remember the name of, but I've got 22 pounds of it coming in.
0: You're just trying not to give it out to the world. No, man. I really can't. <laughs>
4: Matt Redpath's like, you got to get this hop. And I'm like, okay, just order me 22 pounds and I'll pay you.
0: Jamestown should be opening up kind of <laughs> soon,
4: too, right? It's mid mid, quarter, mid first quarter, so like February. Okay. They had some, some building issues, some remediation issues. Tanks are in, I know. I mean, we're doing some help. With, we're helping them out with a few things down there. But, yeah, they're they're struggling to get open just because of the building. I mean, that's an interesting case study, too, because you're opening up a brewery right next to Southern Tier. Who's a behemoth. Same with Steelbound versus Alkaville. Same kind of thing. Alkaville like, wants to flex its muscles. I think you know, they can do whatever they want. To get to that level, like right? that gigantic.
0: I think Steelbound has been making a name for itself, though. I know. I think they got distribution through TJ Sheenan. Correct. Um, so they've been trying to get their stuff out more and more. And you see it around. Um, oh yeah, you see it around
4: for sure. But I guess they
0: need to. They need to fine tune what they're making. Because
4: they started they like started canning right away, so right? Different things all the time. Yeah. Uh, how do you you know they're canning billy again it goes back to it's the business. It's business, so you gotta run it like a business. Keep it uh, can certain things, do certain things. Don't just say, alright we're gonna can this, we're gonna can that, we're gonna can this, we're gonna can that, we're gonna oh, blah, 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 blah. You're gonna stretch yourself thin to the point where and you're as consumer you wanna have something reliable to you, not just like, oh we're gonna can red today then we're gonna can't have a wife tomorrow.
0: Can anyone tell me what their four beer for flagship beer is? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, yeah. In the industry. <laughs> I mean, I know they have that uh, that Super Brew and something else that they Peter tried Ford. to like hype up, you but yeah. I don't think I've hit John's completely right though. Through, uh, yeah. yeah, they have what? Like, it's the Blue Balls. Is there?
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: Like, I think that other than that, like, I think that's the only thing you really start seeing regularly on taps around here.
1: And the only place I saw that was Cold <laughs> Bay.
0: <laughs> it is kind of tough for a new brewer like them, I think, to really find their Great. niche, I guess. Especially when you're going up against a thing, a brewery like Ellicottville. Right. That's been around forever. I In brewery years, I guess, I think you know?
1: Yeah. The first Ellicottville <coughs> beer that we're going to have on the show is coming up. I don't think we've ever done an Ellicottville beer because they don't normally stand out to me. I'm not a fan of blueberry wheat. It's not like like you know, It's really not Something I, I dig,
2: awesome. uh, Ski so I Bum is one of my favorite yeah. winter yeah, ales really because perfect.
1: it's so crisp and it's it's really good. Like it tastes like a summer beer tweaked and made for winter. Yeah, like, I, I, I love Ski Bum. It's one, one of my one favorite one beers. One but it's like that's the only time I really drink Ellicottville.
0: Yeah, and for us growing up, Ellicottville and Southern Tier and Flying Bison were the were the go to stuff. Right. That was local, so we had this idea of Ellicottville Really, the only main thing that was was the blueberry. Yeah. Other mm-hmm. than them, like you never really got anything else from them because if you wanted some kind of something hoppy, you went straight to Southern Tier. Mm-hmm. You know, if you wanted something classical, you went straight to Rusty or Flying Bison. Right. You know, and got like a Rusty chain or something like that. Yeah. You know, you didn't do anything other than the blueberry and that's all they're really known for when you really think about it. Yeah really nothing
1: came out with a like a flagship IPA after having stainless steel for so long. Yeah. Uh, then they finally turned it into like their like, they have the green packaging now, it's a little different. I haven't tried it yet, but if I want like a plain piney with a little citrus IPA, like a plain IPA, I'll go to Southern Tier. Southern is my go-to. Uh, yeah. I mean, Hayburner is obviously like what I'm going to drink when I'm here. So. Yeah.
3: That's where I think too, just, it's just the nature of the times. Like we're just so flooded now with all these breweries where when we started drinking craft beer like what 10 years ago like it just that's well, what was
0: yeah. like, maybe maybe longer than that yeah. now, at this point like we're at like Yeah. hell dude I remember busting out the southern tier and flying bison back in Two thousand and five, you know, two thousand
3: and six. It's yeah, right, yeah. You
0: I've know, been drinking that shit just as long as I've known you, man. That's
3: where, pretty much. It's <laughs> <laughs> where it all went downhill, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. We brought that. Uh, brought that. Brought you into the craft beer and. Brought the turned ruckus. you into the beast you are today. That's
3: right. <laughs> Can't stop me now.
0: Actually, the only person I could stop you right now is your wife.
3: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and she does that on occasion.
2: <laughs>
0: but
3: I mean, this—I don't know—the the hair the that you guys brought me back from from last week from Mortalis was was like phenomenal, and, and this is really good too. Um, I don't know. It just kind of—it seems thing like is, a so little. This, this little brewery, less,
0: Mortalis is a brewery that is. Simply, they're doing a different thing than what yeah. you know. A place like this is like. Right. I'm not going to come here expecting something like this. No. Yeah. You know, I'm going course. to Mortalis expecting stuff like this round. Yeah. You know, and there's there's people that enjoy that. There's people that don't enjoy that. Right. You know, you never really like you. You gotta you gotta go to the brewery. That brews what you enjoy. Yeah. You know, don't force yourself to if you don't like it, don't do it, you know? But then don't go like bad mouthing it on, you exactly. know, just being like, this is the worst beer I've ever had. It's like, why? Well I don't know, it's you know it's not the kind of style that I like. Okay, well then why did you get that style in the first place? Yeah, why did you
1: even go? Why did you, you know? even show up? No, I was uh when we did Dang Sinatra, I I went and picked it up the night before it came out and I talked to Carl for a little while. No. And uh, we were ha- we were having a no, good one. So out. I was telling him about how we do we just add in the I'd untap that uh, section to our show Like five episodes ago you know, we'll read like Really ridiculous untap uh, reviews And he was like Well I have a good one for you Because someone ordered Their coffee cream uh, Order And gave it like One out of five stars And the whole <laughs> the thing just says not a coffee person. And he's like, yourself. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Like, like, why would you get that? You know what I mean? Like, do yeah. you think that we're going to turn you into a coffee person? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So when people do leave uh, comments like that, you're like, well... Um, you know, it's like, oh, what the, the hell were you thinking in
0: the first place? I feel like Pressure Drop, which is actually celebrating their one-year anniversary next week. Well, probably when this episode's going to be released. They're probably one of the most polar breweries in this city. Like, where people either love everything they make or hate everything they make. Yep. Like, I it's agree. one or the other. Like, you read a lot of reviews, like, on Untapped or whatever else, where it's like, people are like, this is the greatest beer ever. And then you like right under it. Right under it would be like, uh, oh, this is complete garbage. I don't understand why anybody would like it. And I, I don't really understand, like, how that really happens with a brewery like that. Yeah, it's like polar opposites.
3: Like, I, I haven't had a chance to have the Sinatra yet. But I mean, you read like you said. I got Troy, one. I, I got one
0: can left in uh, in my fridge. I can always give it. I mean, to some you. of the
3: feedback you guys were giving on our group text was, oh. you know,
0: Greg. Greg really hates it. Yeah, like really? he just straight up hates right. it. Yeah, interesting. Like, yeah, he you he know. put it down from the, the get go. It's but, gotten better with age. Is it? The best IPA I've ever had? No.
3: But I think that's too. Like, what's the style? It's, a, it's
0: more traditional IPA versus all these New England's that we're getting? Like, I mean. It's supposed to be a hoppier New England, is what it is. Yeah. Okay. You know? It's a hoppier New England. That, that is exactly There's what they brew. There's that much
1: juice as much yeah. as there is yes. bitter flavor. Like, like, really like, resiny?
0: The body's, the bi- the body's there, but it definitely has that, you know. Okay, there's a there's a definite hot profile to it. Okay. You know, so if you're going in thinking that, okay, I'm gonna chug this you're like not. a normal like you're not gonna do that.
1: And too, when, when Carl gave it to me, he he was like it's like and if you want it to mellow out, he's like, let it sit out. And before I drank it on the show, I gave it a full half hour out of the fridge.
2: This <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: nice. Nice. It's
3: great. Can I hold it? Can, <laughs> have
4: this one? Yeah. Can I trade you?
0: We're talking about how pressure drop is a little bit of like a really polar brewery in this city right now, too. Really what? Polar. Like two hundred the spectrum. People either love it or they just hate it. Yeah. Like it's See a Peter It's crazy, it's crazy how like you'll get a brewery like that where people are just one or the other like it. There's no in-between.
4: Yeah, and and when when people say that about pressure drop, it makes me wonder how people feel. <laughs> polarizing or are we just like there's buffalo brewing, same old same old you know check bills vMS order blah 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 not really saying anything cool not so we
0: can't release. i think maybe when you guys first open, it was kind of like that but you've set your identity right you know at this point people know what they're coming for you know
4: yeah i think so i think you know we've beat it in everyone's head that we do shit the hard way we do it the right way and that's what you're gonna get Like Hell imports Irish malt and Irish hops for Irish craft?
0: Breweries are a pretty uh, pretty Sexy. hot thing to own these days so I'm sure, sure there's a lot of people that are out there that someone comes out and they're like oh hey we're going to give this you know, guy with a ton of money buy beer, and I'm gonna pitch my you know brewery project to, to them. To get rich quick. And you know, people <laughs> yeah. are like, "Hey, breweries are hot right now. Let's do this." And I'm sure that happens a lot with just in general. So, like, it, I mean, did you guys have anyone? Did you have anyone really approach you in a sense where it's like, "Hey, I'll give you money for this if I can be it."
4: Oh yeah. You but know? I mean, I think that happened after the fact because you know most people thought we were just a joke. I think in the industry as a whole, Western New York, we were a joke until we actually got liquid out. Because, I mean, again, you know, you got breweries that are opening up and it's like you don't know what what's going to happen. You don't know how the liquid's going to be. And that's what I always come back to is what's in the glass. That's how you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, since we've, been, since we've opened and we've, we've moved on oh, all the time, emails all day, hey, i um, you know, blah, 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 from, oh, I used to, uh, you know, be a co-owner at, like,
2: or or
4: retire, now I'm looking for a side project, you know, would you sell me, like, 49% of your business?
3: (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, okay.
4: Yeah, well, yeah, like, everything's always for sale, right? So, it's always, like, what's the price? Oh, 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 you're way overvalued. Well, dude, you weren't here, you know, working 50 hours at your full-time job, and then working another 30, trying to put this place together, like, there's some... You're not just going to get to come in and buy my business and be like, oh, now I own part of the brewery. Like, yeah. Yeah. People don't realize, too, how hard it is to actually make beer. Like, 90% cleaning, 10% brewing, and then one, you know, like, my favorite, and this is a joke between, like, myself and Brickyard and Josh, and it's like, oh, you know. You're a brewer. All you do is sit around and drink beer all day. Get your work boots out of your closet that you probably never put on. Come down and spend a day with me at five a.m. and let's see how much fun it is. Yeah. Just not drinking beer. He was
3: saying the one day he was in there. He was in there at six. He was there all night. Brewing to like ten or eleven. Yeah, and he then works back weird hour. And then back hour. at back at whatever time to open up for the next day.
4: Yeah. I mean, when I was when I was running the tasting room full time and brewing, it would be it would be brewing in the morning going home out with my wife and kid for a couple hours eating dinner coming back at four opening up and then going home at eight nine o'clock after you're done come back in the next day at six do it all over again and keep going and it's not easy like I do a lot of consulting for breweries on the side and it's like I always tell them think of the hardest think of the hardest thing you've ever done and then multiply it times ten and if you got kids multiply it times fifty whereas you're just constantly trying to get something for I mean these things aren't sure fire and I think a lot of people nowadays with the craft beer industry really have a hard time remembering flying by is an on Ontario Street when they failed and got saved by FX Matt like that's all that's still a sharp memory in my mind yeah walking in there as an intern and going all the doors are locked and lost job. I not have I was an unpaid intern so it didn't mean shit to me sure but I mean families were you know there was hardship there for those guys yeah i mean and i'm glad things worked out i mean i wish it was still like a local i mean it's you're doing a good job of trying to keep it local but again it's still a corporate mm-hmm. fx Matt home brewery but these things can fail just because we've had one failure in western new york which is barber brewing doesn't mean that there's not going to be more yeah. aren't surefire like hey we're going to open the door like Hey, we're just gonna open the door and make great beer. We're gonna make the best beer. Like I laugh at people. Like I had a, a group in Fredonia approach me. They were gonna open up a twenty barrel brewery, and I said, Well, what's gonna differentiate you from your competition? Which is like you know Ellicville or not a ton out there, but what's gonna what's gonna say, Hey guys, I'm from awful Let's drive down to Fredonia to this brewery to check it out. Yeah. What's gonna separate? You? We're gonna make the best beer. How do, you, how do you really say that? Like, really? How do you yeah. say that? And, and take yourself seriously and go to a bank and say, hey, can you give us a million dollars? Because we're going to make the best beer. Right. Let me try some. Oh, we haven't made anything yet.
3: Right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we're going to wait. <laughs> we're going to wait a little bit.
4: And that's the thing. We're approaching, you know, we might cross the 50, we might cross the 50, number this year we're at 39 right now so we might cross the 50 in which
0: is years. which is insane for the size of a city that we are like it's yeah, it yeah huge. we love to drink and we're right near the border so we get a lot of you know of Canadian traffic here. and everything else but <sighs> 50 breweries is a lot of breweries uh-huh. in, in, in the city of, area man it's a lot of liquid and most of us are competing for
4: 12 or 14 taps at a bar yep hoping that you know we can get on the you know, yeah. community got it right there. Put- built a reputation they grew constantly they kept expanding slowly and incrementally how uh-huh. they finally pulled the trigger on that massive seventh street spot
0: yeah that's the way that's the way it should work well even when we were out at mortalis last week talking to them they were talking about how they brewed their collab with swiftwater and got to in their 20 barrel system and they're like, this is crazy just thinking about being able to produce that much. Yeah, yeah. You know, and just taking a step from going from what you have, like, here to that is just another big step.
4: Well, think about when we started. We were 64. We were two-barrel.
0: <laughs> yeah. 64-gallon to, to five,
4: and now we're going to go from five to eight-and-a-half. Yeah. Like I mean, it's like it's incremental, but we're growing and we're gaining, you know, and the and the thought that, you know, nobody <laughs> – Nobody really understood when we made the move like, Oh, why did you sign with try it? why did you sign with try it? Distributors aren't gonna just pick up breweries willy nilly like, it's a business decision on their part. Sure. Mm-hmm. And their uh, their their bills are paid by Miller, Miller Coors and AB and Back. So you know, we're just like a frill to that. Like, hey, we got this brewery. Yeah. You know, I mean I don't see distributors going, Hey, we're gonna pick you up. You know, it's, it's the, the, the
0: you got to you got to go to them. They're not coming to you right. necessarily. And
4: and not only that, but you go to them, and they're probably going to say, "Right." I was on the road selling two days this week. Good right now. and telling people about our quick ship program. And so basically, what happens is we put beer in kegs. Two hours later, that beer is at Siro Brothers, ready to be sold. No brewery in Western New York is doing that. We are. You could literally be a bar owner. We ship beer to Certo on Tuesday. It's about two hours old. If that bar owner can theoretically be get beer that's 22 hours old by the time it shows up.
0: Mine, fucking hole. And that's an awesome thing to have in the city like this, because right. what you said—nobody's really doing that right now here. And nobody, you know, like
4: for me, like it's on. You know, they did that with Southern Tier, and it was funny because it took so much logistical effort for them to do that. Like that Southern Tier had a dedicated truck coming up to certo Brothers, and it's still the fastest. Southern Tier can move that beer from, from bright tank to keg or bottle or can to Certo was five days. Wow. I'm like, we're doing it now. <laughs> we're literally like loading kegs off
0: the I mean, Big big Ditch was getting cans out to stores within like a day or two. Yeah. Well, you they again, they're, I mean, they're local, so Yeah. I mean, I mean Southern Tier is like this big monstrosity yeah. that's like dog place. Which gets a lot of, it's funny <laughs> over, especially with it being, you know, fall and being the being pumpkin pumpkin seed pumpkin beer season, the amount of uh, the amount of podcasts yeah. and beer blogs and review pages and everything else talking about pumpkin, like it's 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 funny to actually see it and be like, we really do get hyped up. Like Southern Tier gets hyped up for that one beer. Yeah, you know,
4: and it's funny because there's such a war between of yeah, so I don't know if a lot of yeah, people yeah, know, but Sam great. and Finn yeah. like hate each other because of. Pumpkin. Really? Right? Oh yeah. Read some shit from Dogfish Head. They'll, they'll call up Southern Tier and say, "How can you release a pumpkin beer before pumpkin harvest?" FS bullshit.
0: But then Dogfish really? started doing that too, kinda. Yeah. You know, if punk, if pumpkin. In my cum-
4: opinion, Dogfish Head's pumpkins. Pumpkin oh, is way
0: better. oh yeah! I'm 100% agree yeah. with you, yeah. but no pumpkin comes out earlier and earlier every year too yeah. now.
4: And I don't know how they're making pumpkin beers, so I couldn't even
0: tell you. Rogue, oh, I, I feel is the most is the it, when it comes to big guys brewing pumpkin beers. I think Rogue is one of the only ones that grows their own and well,
4: Rogue's like a total separate beast. Yeah, growing their own
0: grain, yeah, they're distilling. I mean, Rogue. I really need to get another bottle of their gin. I I haven't had a bottle of their it's just mind, mind-boggling to me, like,
4: <laughs> the way they make shit, and the way they do stuff, but it's awesome. I if I, if this place turns into a multi-million dollar ball of mine, <laughs> I would probably open up a distillery, just because it's one more thing to tackle, you know, it's one more thing to learn. Yeah. Same with Finn, like, Ooh. Southern Tier, Southern Tier Spirits, constantly on the quest, trying to figure out, I don't know shit about distilling, so I would have to learn, but i've yet to try any of their uh, canned cocktails but they sounded
0: badass i haven't gotten up to that either their spirits are pretty decent though too yeah we had to the one that double dry half i point. think they're getting better i mean uh, when yeah, i first I'm not had
1: spirit. their their citrus forward gin i was not not a fan because i mean when i most of like typically like lockhouse
0: or tommy rotter when i do like you're kind of like a little bit of a dryer not too i mean furry. lockhouse is my favorite Lockhouse barrel aged. Oh yeah, the Lockhouse Brox barrel. 100 man. And
4: the Lockhouse Hop Gin, been awesome. Yeah, Stupid Stupid, stupid like it's like you can make a gin and tonic of that. You don't need to add anything. Yeah, it's wild. Right. It's delicious.
0: Southern Tier did have what was it? The smoked yeah, that was smoked true. bourbon or whatever it was, was. That
1: was good. I'm
0: down with that myself. It was uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we drank that. I think it was Greg's birthday. The Brodsky
4: of spirits.
0: I still haven't it had was, that.
4: I gotta get it. It was one of those I things. Think the library is the only place you can find that grass. You know?
0: They still have a keg that I think they're saving until oh, your Easter stuff? time. Easter yeah. That
1: was one. Of, that was <laughs> the first beer beers I ever had when we first met Brian. We went to the library and had beers there, and it was like. <laughs> Honestly, it was good, but it was like I've never had one before, so it's, it's like a flavor explosion. It, as I would call it's it. It's
0: insane. <laughs> when we were at Twelve Gates too, Scott was really pumped up about brewing theirs again, so I know oh. he's I know he's planning on brewing it again. So well, a little
4: bad. guys, yeah, there you so go. you guys will have to but get it was together so dark, and. And that's what I was.
0: Like. I I didn't get a chance to because I didn't get out to the I didn't get out to the brewery well, to, well, you know, to get some. The, the library had it
4: for two years ago.
0: Yeah, I again I think you were slaving away. Yeah, it's one of those things where they probably only had a couple of kegs of it and ended up like just rolling through it before. Because like, I was I was probably too busy drinking yours, actually, is what it came down to. <laughs> I
4: think ours is really good. I think now that you've exposed me to that Texas crowd ski, I think we'll make a few tweaks this year, and it should get even
0: better. Yeah, three beers in. If uh, you guys are listening, we'll have to uh, get you guys to send us a six-pack. Yeah.
4: I'd love to. I mean, uh, again, I think this year the tweak we're going to do, too, is we're going to we found a recipe for Polish smoke, um, the, the Polish smoking, how they how they were making it. So we've contacted a few guys in town that think they, they can try to replicate really the proper wood, proper moisture. Cool. So we're going to try and change them all to become tra- even more traditional. But uh, that's one of those beers that, like, we put half of that batch down because nobody wants it. And I can't have it on tap till, like, the biggest day next year. <laughs>
0: But if you can it though, because that's a beer that you can also kind of sit on a little bit too, though. You
4: can, right? It's just for us, it became a thing. Like, we didn't have enough Cooperage.
0: Yeah. You
4: know, we were Cooperage tight, and I'm like, you know, the cost of making it wasn't. We already sold enough to make back our money, so I was like, we gotta open up cash. we gotta get moving. And I think next year, too, CERTO's got a better game yeah. plan. We wanna try and get that all over Colombia, like, it's a great. Hey, buy a six of put this on. Like, yeah. And Brian knows he gets it, but he's, the most phenomenal cooking beer, brazy beer. You
0: can do so much with it. Just take a yeah. crock pot. So if it. you if you happen to be at Mickey's last this day, all the sausage was actually cooked with the Grodsky. Really? So, That's so nice. Pretty cool. Oh, beer. even brazy. even like all the all the kraut and everything. Like I just I just I just started taking pictures of it and just pouring it in everything that we were making.
4: <laughs> and it's this great. Like, I mean it cooks it cooks so well. Like I, we had uh, Gentleman that lives in 500 Seneca, he was, he was doing like braised like, poached fish or whatever, and he bought a growler. He's like, This is how it was. He's like, It was so good. He, you know, it just gives
0: that smokiness. That you don't need to add, like, because sometimes if you add liquid smoke to something, it gets too small. Yeah. Like, so it added just enough. To be able to get that flavor, plus I mean the beer flavor and everything else, and it's a it's a low alcohol beer, so it's not it's anything really. Like like yeah, pill there, like you know?
3: okay, that's what I was gonna ask. I didn't know if it was more Looks dark, exactly like yeah, a it does, but it's got yeah. that smoky. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's wild. Well, because it, it's crazy too, because when we had it uh, at the library, it was like when you first go in it's like the smoke like meets you the second that you even put your nose in the yep. glass and then it's like it, then it it's, recedes in your mouth yeah, like it's, it's not it's crazy because then it really does it sweetens out and balances out that it's really? like
0: i actually
4: i will absolutely cook with it this year that sounds <laughs> awesome yeah yeah and i think this year we'll have a better plan of attack try it really didn't help us out much with that so this year i think our plan of attack like it should be everywhere that polish festivities are going on but i'm sure Grab it in a can and just take
0: it to the parade. Oh, yeah. Well, what's great too is Dengue is later this year, I believe. It's yeah, this uh, year was early, so for it's April twenty-first or something like that, because I think Easter lands on four twenty again. Oh, so nice. I think I think the last the last time Blazing
4: with Christ the, la-
0: the last time Easter landed on four twenty, I saw Lamb of God and a you at Showplace and you were blazing with credits. <laughs> hey, seeing see, Whammy God yeah. play on if Easter you Sunday.
4: you again, you gotta get high. <laughs> Dude, I'm so high, I just saw Jesus. He was right there with no, me. No, that was just some hobo.
0: <laughs> Yo, when uh, when's the Parodies happening, man? Well, I'm about to go full oh, steam, steam ahead. Like, yeah, basically basically, what I'm going to do is when I'm not working, I'm basically going to be rolling out For dough me. and just shoving shit in dough. You need
1: anyone just to come over just to eat <laughs> and drink beer.
0: That's basically what I do, man. So, yeah. Man, I don't have enough
1: filling.
2: What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I like,
4: I like uh, when my wife makes it she has all the cutoffs at the end when we boil that shit and then I throw some water on oh. some kraut. Stupid good
0: man, it's Yeah. No, I'll have to make some vegan ones for you guys too. Dude, just to I get mean, you guys uh, some stuff.
1: There's everyone's willing to bend the rules for uh <laughs> Once in a while, things, right? you know? I I will absolutely bend my rules for pierogi.
0: I'll uh, I will throw a shameless self-plug out that the Christmas party at the Adam Miscavige Library this year is on December 14th, which is a Friday night. So I'll have free food out there for everybody. Um, probably going to throw some pierogi out there. Probably have some bigos and probably have a couple of other things out there just to, like, people just come, <laughs> stuff their face, get drunk, and sing some Polish Christmas carols. Hopefully and there's some 1910 Czech pills around town. We, we do have plenty of... Uh, Buffalo Brewing Company stuff over excellent. there. I, we might be out of the check. You have to talk with check. Uh, I think is the hot mover over there. I say you have there. to you have to talk with Greg and uh, Gary about that. Oh, Gary. Well, no, no, Bob too. Yeah. Um, well, those guys are hot pets, so they're gonna drink all the hobby beer. We did tap a couple of weeks ago. We did tap uh, Schneiderweiss, though. Oh, excellent. Yeah, dude. you did us a ticket. It. Yeah, it's really it's the one thing about that place it's one of the places where you can only get like you want some pilsner you want some you know random you know european beer that you might not be able to find anywhere else it's there it's probably there yeah
4: you guys do a good job and it's a closed club it's uh uh, anthony schreiber bar too so it's a he he built the bar for the the club
2: Hey, I'm Jen. And I'm Sean. We're here to tell you about our podcast, Worst Collection Ever. And this is the show where we tell you about the worst
1: comic book collection in existence. And it just happens to belong to us.
2: We have some of the worst comics from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. They're bad. they it's don't. Terrible. They're not worth anything. No good. Why do we Very own them? Bad. I own a number of issues of Terror Inc. and Guy Gardner.
1: Basically, we go around to local comic book stores and we buy everything we can out of a dollar box.
2: We tell you about the weird stuff in them, we tell you about stuff that's related to them, we go on the tangents, and we're very uninformed. So Oh my
1: god, totally. But totally check out our podcast because you'll hear us just talk and joke about Marvel books and DC books from God only knows when.
2: That's right, it's our show, worst collection ever, every Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. Download, rate, subscribe, tell a friend. It'll be good and terrible, but good.